And um, old Mexican kiss arrive. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the World Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. I'm here with my buddy Tax. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening. That was a better introduction than I did last time, so we'll stick with it. <laughs> yeah, we'll nailed it. it. Today we are talking about AAA Triple Mania 25 or 25, if you're doing the Spanish. Or 2017, if you're trying to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way yep. to find it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, this was my choice. I regretted it about two hours in. <laughs> it was a, after saying, after doing the UK NXT stuff, after saying, wow, that's six and a half hours of wrestling, to then yeah. watch another six hours of wrestling from start to finish, my word. Not the greatest wrestling ever. <laughs> it peaked at the end. There <laughs> were some good moments. Yeah, definitely. 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 I, think, I think this is an all right time to start. We'd probably say this at the end, but my overall feeling with Lucha in general is that you get these amazingly talented guys, these amazingly flamboyant gimmicks and bright lights and interesting things happening, and it's all fucking terrible. <laughs> it's insane how much of a mess a lot of these matches were. And we'll, I said, we'll go through it in order shortly, but there seemed to be very little structure to anything. And a lot of the time during most matches, there were just lots of wrestlers just standing around being like, uh, and considering that's their WrestleMania, yeah, and it looked very much like we need to get lots of people on the card, just a few. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was about a hundred people maybe on this card. Easy, uh, it, yeah, it was insane. So again, a little bit of research had to go into some of these names as well when we get when we get to it. <laughs> and my Spanish is awful, so some of the pronunciations of the lesser known AAA talents is going to be quite specialist. Yeah, definitely. But before we get too stuck into Triple Mania, there's a few things that have happened this week that we definitely need to go over a little bit. Uh, firstly, will the sports become a reality again? Yeah, I mean, I know we mentioned that WWE NXT UK, giving it its full title, may have potentially killed off World of Sport before it got started. Or Nextuk, as they're now calling it. Nextuk. We Nextuk. We Nextuk. It works better. It's much easier I'm pretty sure that's going to be one of the minis we're going to talk about during Triple Mania. We Nextuk against Psychosis. Um, but yeah, World of Sport released their promo video. I think it's an original 10-week run on okay. ITV. And some of the guys they've got on there did pique my interest. So, for example, Will Ospreay, prime example. Did some, not expect Will Ospreay to turn up. No, either there's some money or he was just free that weekend. <laughs> he just happened um, to be around the corner. But today, um, they've just announced the first run officially of talent on their Twitter, who's joined them. So, we've got Maxted in there. We've got Kaylee Ray, Bulldog Jr. And then jo- uh, Joe Hendry has joined. So, they're the four names on the trailer. As we said, Ospreay's in there. Viper's in there. And she should be a focal point for their women's division. She's so good. I don't know if you're overly familiar with yeah, her. Yeah, I've seen enough of her work oh, to know who she is. She's great. And did you watch the um, BBC documentary? I did. did. Fight Like yeah. a Girl. If it's still on iPlayer. Oh, I haven't watched that one. I watched the first two ICW ones. Oh, really? I haven't seen Fight Like a oh, Girl. Oh, Fight Like a Girl. It's spectacular. Okay, I'll she have to goes, check it out. She goes over to uh, Japan for one of her tours over there. For Stardom? Or someone? Uh, for Stardom, yeah. And so a bunch of others, I imagine. Yeah, do I, do. I think mainly it was Stardom when she was out there. And so they showed her again in her apartment with Tony Storm. And I think Candy Floss was in there as well. Cool, awesome. Uh, on her first tour of, of Japan. Who's a progress trainee. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure, but don't quite I haven't that. seen much of her work, but... I swear I've seen her work in security at Progress shows. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I recognised her from, like, standing next to us yeah. at a show <laughs> one. And having... I wasn't perving over Candy Floss, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Floss, if you'd like to come on the podcast, 
Rich won't be here. No, I get too embarrassed in front of girls. They're not allowed. <laughs> in general. It's boys club. Yeah. <laughs> Big, strong, hard boys. Big, strong, hard boys. Fuck. That's how I was going to start the podcast. Oh, nightmare. I was going to be like, welcome, big, strong, hard boys <laughs> to the other wrestling podcast. Different audience. Ah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, so the, the talent for what they've got, yeah. I think it'll be a different presentation completely to what we've got in XT. I think it's going to be a little bit more hammy. I think it's going to be a bit cheesy because it's going to be, I'd assume, Saturday tea time television for families, like it's we said before. It's going to be ITV all over, isn't it, really? Yeah, and I just hope it does well. I said, I don't... I hope it doesn't go the same way that Five Star went hmm. because it's another place for people to showcase their ability and to get paid for it and be exposed to a wider audience. Competition is never a bad thing. All the best times for pro wrestling went at the height of competition. So the WCW, WWE days, you know, before that you had that period with like Flair and stuff and NWA and yeah. then Hogan come through in WWE. You look at the British scene right now and it's it's at an all-time peak because there's so many decent companies out there booking people, getting good talent over that the WWE have come along and gone, oh, we'll have 90% of your rosters, please. And they have, as we were saying last time, like with Leggero and Gibson and Mastiff and people like that who were signed to World of Sport, they don't seem to be anymore. No, definitely not. But as we said, trying to be positive, because I realised, and some, some feedback I've had has been very good about the podcast, someone has said I am a little bit negative. But someone who's involved okay. in British wrestling, I'm a bit negative. And it's, I'm just being honest. Oh, my, honesty my is interesting. Uh, it maybe occasionally we'll get some heat with people. <laughs> but I think it's worth it just to have an interesting, decent podcast. You don't want to be sitting there going like, oh yeah, I like that. Everything's great. Yes. Constantly. On, on the positive side of things so mm-hmm. everyone's saying like like we said with Ligero and Mastiff all going up to NXT UK well that pro- that provided spots on World of Sport for other people to move up which means in their promotions where they're in there's now spots for other people who are middle of the card to move up to the main event people are in their training sense to move up to the opening match or sort of part way through the card to gain experience mm-hmm. this is the most profitable time for people or the best chance for people to make a living out of professional wrestling in the UK since probably original world of sport or ever i would say ever it's a great time to take an opportunity Mm -hmm. and i think world of sport will do well on the ratings i think it's going to be down to the marketing of it and also how the product is viewed live because i think a lot of people are going to consume it on demand but when i say about the presentation i worry in some instances about the commentary yeah um, as we've said briefly Are you on previous angling spots. for a job here? No, no, no. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd love the opportunity, but I think the person who I'm about to be mildly critical of may have a big role involved in it. So by saying it, I probably won't get any chance. Okay. But I find sometimes Alex Shane on commentary is very forced. And mm-hmm. he, the jokes he makes are supposed to be like Lawler late 90s jokes, supposed to be a bit funny, bit, oh, that's great. But I find it could be a bit off-putting. And I think going forward, if there's a lot of that, because um, as we'll get on to talking about AAA, when it was on Front Runner in the UK, so that's a free sports channel on Sky. Didn't know this, but okay. Uh, AAA had maybe a four-week run when Front Runner started showing wow. this. And Alex Shane was one of the commentators for it. And it was atrocious. <laughs> well, we'll get on to commentators <laughs> later. But <laughs> um, So I hope that presentation of it will not take away from the athletes for me, World of Sport have the hardest thing to get for any company, and that is a name of credibility. Like, straight away, 
anyone who's a wrestling fan or even has been a wrestling fan for previous generations, whether they saw it on TV, see World of Sport, they know exactly what it is. Um, they're going to tune in to have a look. Um, for me, the issues come where it's the presentation, as you say, the commentary, the time slot on TV. Are they, have they got a slot with ITV? Do we know? I'm pretty sure they've got a slot on ITV. and well, That's a major channel for those that you don't know. It's Channel 3 on, the, on yeah. the normal terrestrial. It's not that anymore. but Yeah, well, you know. the free-to-view television. It's yeah. one, of, one of the big channels on free-to-view mm-hmm. television in, in the UK. And I would say that the tea time slot, so I'd say like the six six thirty slot, maybe as a leading gladiators. One. Well, exactly. It, when when gladiators went on ones on TV, that would be the things that a family would I'd watch. Together. First whistle. <laughs> uh, if they get John Anderson to be a referee in World of Sport, that'll oh, kill me. <laughs> that gets over with me so hard. John Fashley might be Alex Shane's color commentator. Didn't he beat up his missus or something at one point? I don't know. Maybe we'll move on <laughs> before we slander John Fashley. Allegedly. Oh, there we go. Nailed it. The lawyers won't be angry now. <laughs> Wrestle League. Wrestle League. Oh, man. As um as a football fan, I like doing Fantasy League. Okay. And I thought it'd be quite fun uh, for us to do our own Wrestling League. Now, we did our picks during the week. Yes. Okay, have you got them to hand? I do. So, uh, Rich was allowed to pick first. Yep. And he picked Braun Strowman. Of course. Can you give your best Braun impression? I try not to peek the microphone too much. Nicely That's done. Quite reserved, I thought. Uh, <laughs> as we go through, we're not going to do impressions of every wrestler we picked because it will be awful and probably borderline racist. I'm not sure how I would do an impression of Alexa Bliss, for example. Oh, you just spoiled one of your picks. But, oh, it doesn't matter. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. But like, you just do a hand signal thing. <laughs> yeah, That's not going to come yeah. across in the pod. But anyway. Then Richard's second pick was Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Then on to Alexa Bliss. Matt Hardy, the woken Matt Hardy. And then Luke Harper, who I thought was a, a masterful pick, which I was very disappointed at. Can I explain my picks quickly? Yeah, far away. I won't go over too much. Basically, I just tried to pick the champions. Because my theory is that they're going to depend, especially the guys like the IC and the tag guys, are probably going to be on the pay-per-views. But they're almost guaranteed to defend their belts fairly regularly on like TV, is what I was hoping. And I also did a bit of research and found out a list of people that had good win-loss records. <laughs> oh my god, you, t- you did research into wrestling before it was even a thing. I'm I impressed. Did. Just to see who'd done well at the beginning of this year. But then really my initial uh, idea was to pick all the 205 guys. Because they wrestle on 205 every week, no matter what, because the roster's small. And then they nearly always wrestle on like a SmackDown or a Raw as well. So it's like you get two hits yeah. each week. So we cancelled out 205. It doesn't count, right? No, no 205. It's got to be active on Raw or SmackDown. No NXT. Okay, and pay-per-views. And pay-per-views. Excellent. Where, as we'll get to the rules shortly, uh, pay-per-views play an important role in Wrestle League. Yeah. So I have an oddball team. So my oddball team is <laughs> AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Asuka, Bazza Corbs, oh. the Constable ba- Baron Corbin. <laughs> constable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Big Roman Reigns. Yeah, which is... A superstar team it did well in week one of wrestle league okay cool i don't know how we did yet so okay so the rules of wrestle league if you'd like to set yours up and play at home uh unlikely <laughs> <laughs> well eventually hopefully we can get this online so everyone can play along but yeah. for now go on. yeah so for now so it is we need to call this tax versus rich wrestle, tax league, versus rich wrestle league. league yeah whatever god um so the rules are essentially if your wrestler gets a win you get three points if they're part of a tag team, they get three points if they get the pin, or two points if they're just there. So if their team wins, they get two points. Okay. 
If it's a double DQ, double count out, it's classed as a draw, so they get one point. One point. One point. One point. We're getting triple A already. And then for pay per views, it's double points as they go through. Excellent. Uh, we've picked five wrestlers initially. We're allowed three substitutions in a season, and the season's going to be between the big five pay per views. So this runs from Monday Night's Raw up until SummerSlam, and that's going to be season one. Then we're going to SummerSlam to Survivor Series, Survivor Series to Rumble, Rumble to Mania, Mania to Money in the Bank. Cool. So, week one. Week one. Week one. Uh, you only had one point scorer this week. <laughs> Excellent. I'm which, doing good. Which was Braun via, I think, Countout. Okay. Because he threw Kevin Owens into a porcelain off off of something. Apparently so. I haven't been watching WWE because I've been watching all this other stuff. But So, I haven't seen it. Um, Ziggler was in a tag match against two of my guys and they lost by disqualification so no points uh alexa bliss didn't wrestle matt hardy lost to curse axel and luke harper did not wrestle i had a great week i on the other hand had a banging week for week <laughs> one of uh, wrestle league um seth rollins and roman reigns teamed up and they won by disqualification so they get two points each so no one really got the pinfall so two points each okay i see and then romans Ro- romans roman wrestled again the second night. For God's sake. And also <laughs> won by disqualification. So another picked, two points. I should have gone with my instinct to pick Roman Reigns initially. So that was six points on Raw for me versus three for you. My thinking being that Roman's going to be reserved for the pay-per-views, obviously, so he won't be wrestling on the TV shows. <laughs> no, he said it was just wrestle twice. Yeah. Of um, and then on Smacky D for me, AJB Aiden English. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Smacky D. Smacky D. <laughs> Everyone loves the Smacky Ds. <laughs> Uh, so on, yeah, on SmackDown, AJB Aiden English. So I mm. get my three points for that. And Oscar and James Ellsworth had a double count out. So I get one point for Oscar. That's what the totals. So basically, I finished week one of Wrestle League on ten points. You are on three points. Mm. Oh, three? Yeah. So it's well, a good start. Did, is that for a win? For Braun? Yeah. Oh, wicked. Braun's d- win. Oh yes, he did win, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, just checking before we go into next week, do you want to make any substitutions at this stage? You get three leading up to SummerSlam, which is uh, in August. <laughs> I was going to count the weeks, but I lost the ability to do it on my uh, on my spreadsheet. This would help if I watched the WWE, <laughs> which I probably should, and I'm going to. But it's just uh, we obviously we had New Japan this week. And then we had the whole Triple Mania to watch. I think I'm good for now. Okay. I'm not going to make any changes for now because I don't yeah. want to change a winning formula. But we who's, won. who's my women's wrestler? You've got Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. And she did not wrestle. She did a promo, but she did not wrestle. See, this is where I'm getting concerned in that these champions don't wrestle as often as I thought they maybe <laughs> you did. You completely turned. I'm going to pick all the champions because <clears throat> they'll wrestle and they'll yeah. do. But as you said, double points for pay-per-views. They'll definitely be on the pay-per-views. Uh, I'm going to stick with Alexa until the next pay-per-view and see how she does. Because yeah. if she loses, then I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't lose points for losing in Wrestle League. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> right. Should we go on Triple Mania? Oh, my word. What a pay-per-view for many of the wrong but also some great reasons. <laughs> there are some really fun moments in this show. I don't want to just crap all over it. But it had issues. So we're in Mexico City in this giant arena. The first thing I notice is there's about 25 minutes at the beginning of the show of just nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but the difference is as well, which we'll say before we're going, I watched it with Spanish commentary. Okay. You watched it with English commentary. I did. I watched the Twitch broadcast. Okay. This is broadcast on Twitch for free. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that initially. Like, I... um. 
I didn't couldn't find it on the actual Twitch website, so I did have to find a bootleg version. How was your broadcast? What was the quality like of the actual like video? Um, mine, I believe, was the AAA output, but okay. still, the quality of the video output was awful. Was it, was it laggy? Like, did it occasionally kind of freeze and then progress? No, no mine, mine was alright. Mine started with a camera on the floor. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and then the guy picked it up and moved it around the arena. So good. Um, so oh, that I love it. that was that was my first <laughs> that was my first glimpse, and he said about twenty five minutes of just the crowd filtering in. Yeah, lots of that with like some lovely Mexican music in the background. Oh, it was beautiful, and I again I put some timings down because I did that last time just cool. to highlight not the plight we went to because I sat there and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm watching Triple Mania." She's like, "What's well, what's supposed to be happening?" And I was like. I don't know. I've got no idea. I literally have I'm no trying idea. so hard to work out what's happening in this show, but uh, so got a six-sided ring. Yep, which I hate. <laughs> I've I've never have been overly unimpressed with a six-sided ring. It's you know that's AAA, isn't it? Uh, of course, it's it's their gimmick. It's how they go over, but it looks so uncomfortable to wrestling to Irish whip against the ropes or whatever it would be. It's probably not called an Irish whip in Mexico, I imagine. But sort of some sort of lucha whip. I don't lucha know. Lucha whip. Um, but it looks like there's no give in the ropes. Every time they hit them, it's just like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, uncomfortable. I, I remember some interviews from some of the boys in TNA mm-hmm. when they were saying about working the six-sided ring and how happy they were when it went the, back to a, the, the, the classic conventional the play ring, ring or whatever Hogan oh, called yeah, it. The in play that ring. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Bought back that WCW ramp as well. <laughs> Cheers, Hulk. I do like that ramp though. <laughs> Sorry, go on. But um, yeah, the, the first action I had on my Spanish broadcast and the first night I made was nicely see La Parker and Vampiro judging the pre-show. This is so weird. Like, um, I, I need to point out the point. Uh, I had um, Kevin Gill and Gabe Ramirez commentating on my show before we get too stuck into the actual matches and stuff. Um, Gabe Ramirez, I have no idea who he is. I did a little bit of research. Couldn't find anything. Uh, Kevin Gill is a regular podcaster and juggalo. <laughs> oh, really? So with the psycho clown thing at the end and such, like, he got that over a lot and loves the clowns. Um, a lot of clowns on this pay-per-view. A lot, confusingly so at yeah, times, considering the guy in the main event is Psycho Clown, obviously. Yeah, the mascots and sexy ladies and wrestlers that come out uh, before it, it, it really kicks off. Like, it was brilliant. I was praying they were going to start wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> but like, what was it? There was a potato. Yeah, I think there was a big green thing, and there's like lots of sexy dancing ladies, and this dichotomy of I use that word again. Uh, <laughs> this dichotomy of Oh, it's for kids. It's fun. There's mascots and stuff. Oh, here's a half-naked lady <laughs> dancing seductively for, for the you. mums and dads. Yeah, it's if the kids strange. Are, the kids are here for the potato. Maybe mum and dad are here for the potato as well. We don't know. It's very typically AAA, crappy Lucha Libre. We'll just chuck out some half-naked ladies. It'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be into it. <laughs> here's some stuff for the kids as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we don't, we've got a six-hour show, so we'll put them out at the same time, just yeah. to be sure. So strange, man. What a weird way to start the show, like a cold entrance. Just yeah. have some people walk down to the ring, faff about a little bit, and then walk back. Like yeah. It's so weird. I, I never got the point of it. It's just to get the gimmick over of the, um, the sponsors and such, really, I guess. But as we'll get to, there is a lot of pageantry of walking down to the ring, and there's, again, a classic, the first classic moment of Triple Mania we'll get to shortly. But um, So this pre-show... Do you yes. know what the name of the pre-show this is? This was the Larvae a la Gloria Finals. <laughs> okay. Do you know what that translates to? No idea. The Key to Glory. 
amazing. So as bad as the commentators are, and I trust me, I have a list of stuff they do wrong. Okay, on my version, at least they occasionally translate. I think Gabe Ramirez uh, can speak Spanish. Um, Kevin Gill, who's the other guy, cannot speak a word of Spanish. Is he not related to Dwayne Gill, as in Gilberg? I don't think so. That's disappointing. He might be. You never know. But I'll point out at this point, there's a podcast that Conan did that has Kevin Gill on it just after they did this broadcast where Conan just shits all over (laughs) everything they did. And I didn't think they were that bad, but we'll get there. Trust me, I don't want to blow my load right now. So this is the uh, key to glory. Apparently, it's the best of 300 contestants. The best, Tax. (laughs) The best. I'm going to point that out. The best of 300 people. This is the best they could do. Okay, so... uh, I'd like to also announce that I'm going to be entering the key to glory (laughs) finals 2018. Because if there are 300 wrestlers... I'm in. I could probably be better than some of these people. Fuck it up. Get a trio together. We'll be on our way. A job in Mexico, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'll try and run through who's in this first one. We've got Dragon Solar, Pardu, I'm going to guess... Solaris and Ashley, original name. Ashley, yep. Versus Bronco Gonzalez, which is amazing. <laughs> Chicano, Fetichi, and Hashtari, who I'm just going to call Hashtray from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, spots and botch. <laughs> yeah. That, my only notes were here were many flips, don't know who won. Oh my God. And it's so weird. Like, right from the off, you get this mass amount of women and men and gimmicks and flips. And is there a... Con- Apparently, there's a contract up for the- in this match. Well, yeah. Well, there there is later in the <laughs> evening, isn't there? Uh, the commentators for mine say that this is the match that's for the contract, okay? Oh. So, we get to this bit where they, like, uh, they get to the action man referee, jumps over them and does the pinfall. He counts one, two, three. And the commentators have literally no clue what's going on, okay? They, they initially think, oh, that person's been eliminated, which I'm thinking, pre-show, seven eliminations? Are you sure about that? I don't think that's the case. And that's not the case. Um, they just won. Yep. And apparently they win a contract. Uh, apparently that is the match for the Key to Glory contract, which it fucking isn't. <laughs> <laughs> because as we'll get to, the next match for the Key to Glory is number two on the pre-show. Which is for the contract. <laughs> Now, I, I said, my Spanish commentary, I had obviously the judging panel of La Parca and Vampiro. Were they on commentary? Yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. But a lot of silence. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't at the table for half the match. No, because La Parca, when he went up, I thought had a closer look. But it's, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And This is so strange. Again. If I'm completely honest, and again... I, I would love to hear your pronunciations of the second match of the Keys of Glory. Okay. It's the same match again, just with different names. Uh, my interpretation of the commentary and watching what's happening in the ring, I think what's happened is that they've done a competition. They've got uh, 16 people at the end. Uh, the eight that were in the match previously were the guys that didn't make it to the final. And these are the guys that made it to the final match. And so they just had like um, a semi-main and then a main. Yeah, yeah. The pre-show main event. <laughs> it's always good. I'd um, love to be booked on that, please. <laughs> I'll try and go through the names. Angelical Hijo del Vikingo, which is a Viking dude who has a fucking sword. It's great. Yeah. The Tigger. <laughs> versus, I think it's meant to be Tiger, but it's got two Gs, so it's blatantly Tigger. Yep. 
Uh, Angel Morata Jr. I tried for an accent there. But it makes me say, what happened to Angel Morata Sr.? Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, I imagine he never made it to this show. I don't know. It's going to be like red shoes all over again. <laughs> uh, Tiger Boy and Villano the third. Junior or Junior the third? He's the third of the villains' sons. Okay, excellent. That's my translation of that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So I don't know if this happened on your broadcast, but when they come out to the ring, the music, the match starts, but the music just carries on. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There's about a solid three minutes of just them wrestling away with random Mexican music playing over the top. Um, There were so many dives in this match that the camera misses a whole bunch of them as well. And that's, that seems to be progressive through the whole event. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that the cameramen miss, but that is due to 300 luchadors on one card. Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to catch everything. I'm not sure. It, 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 think about the amount of cameras you'd have to have and a director that's so good at swapping from one camera to the next to catch all this live in a broadcast. You'd have a fit because yeah. the screen would be just flipping so many times between mm. the action. So And the action is constant. Yeah, there's no... I can ha- categorically say there is no storytelling in the Key to Glory finals. And again, don't get me wrong, the in-ring action, really impressive. They're very athletic, but it was just too much. It's ridiculous. I mean, the finishing sequence alone, we have an inverted 450, which is obviously an amazing thing to see. And then a shooting star, and you're like, that's okay. And then a regular 450, and you're like, wait, hang on, he just did an inverted one. Shouldn't the order be the other way around? So just going backwards purely. Like, for... Even that is just not planned out well enough, it feels. Well, yeah, exactly. At the back, one was like, are you going to do your finish? I mean, what is it? Oh, it's an inverted 450. Maybe you should do that last. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that first. Yeah. Then you're going to finish it by doing a shitty normal 450? Yeah. You Un- loser. <laughs> unlucky boy doing shooting star press. What's that? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, a team wins. Yep. And then they kind of... Uh, well, it's weird in that Vampiro and La Parker get up and start walking around ringside. And kind of, especially Vampiro, looks yeah. very serious and very intent about this. Vampiro looking very much like Kane. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Weird. In a big way. He does look a bit like yeah. Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Mm. Oh. Can I point out at this point, we are 90 minutes into this broadcast yep. after this match. That's exactly what we got here. So it's like after the pre-show, one and a half hours in, we get a nice video package from the original Triple Mania back in 1992. So it's very similar to the big um, highlights packages you get for WrestleMania. And then it was followed by a countdown on the video screen. Well, count up with fireworks from <laughs> 1 to 25, just <laughs> in case people hadn't uh, got the point. And more importantly, still not many people in the arena at this stage. No, it's very much like a UFC event where people aren't turning up for the early matches at all. It doesn't happen with wrestling usually. Usually no. the crowds are packed as we're about to start. Like, yeah, I can understand missing a pre-show match, maybe. But uh, I fear that the organization of getting people into the arena isn't that great. No, not because so. it's very empty by this point. Um, the weird thing about that opening package, do you notice that there wasn't a video feed put through to the broadcast? No. They were just filming, filming the screen. The screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this goes back to the production hmm. of, did they have enough cameras to catch all the flippy action? But yeah. They've got one to film the screen, though. Because <laughs> that's obviously yeah. important. <laughs> but, but then after that, this is probably my, one of my favourite moments of this event. They have what I've dubbed the procession of flags. Jesus. And we saw the procession uh, we saw the procession of flags in the hype video for Triple Mania. Did we? I so missed this. There was a video of the flags being taken down to the ring. Um so basically I've written we now have pretty ladies carrying flags to the ring with pictures of the former Triple A president on them. Okay, that's what I assumed it was. Um so then it appears that his daughter and his wife 
are carrying him to the ring in two separate urns, and then they sit at ringside, stroking the flags and looking really disinterested. Talk about weird. <laughs> My God. I, I literally don't know what I was watching at this stage. I just watched an hour and a half of either just a cameraman walking around, 18, sorry, 16 luchas flipping everywhere, a really bad pyro show, and now <laughs> ladies stroking flags holding urns. It, it's, you've got to love it. It's so weird and wacky. Remember, this is their big show of the year. Yeah. This is where everything's meant to be amazing and immaculate. And it's like they're so concerned about all the nonsense of we need to make sure we pay appreciation to the people in the past. And we need to make sure we have the sponsor and the naked girls and the light show and the opening package that lasts fucking forever has a countdown in it. Because by the time... By the time they'd done the the parade of flags and the stroking of the flags, yeah, we're one hour forty five minutes into the show, and I haven't seen a match I've really enjoyed. No. Like, the second match in is tolerable because there's some really good spots and such, but I spent the whole time trying to work out who's heel, who's face, who am I going to cheer, who do I care about, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing. It's very difficult from an outsider, and I also going into it, other than the main and potentially the street fight. Maybe Mundo's match. Very little I could think would be, what, why are they fighting? Yeah, very little logic behind it, especially with these commentators on the British, the uh, British on the English broadcast that have no clue. <laughs> they've they've <laughs> literally had no notes given to them. They have no idea who's who. There's no on-screen titles like out comes La Parker, <laughs> yeah. La Parker's yeah. name appears, and so they're guessing as much as you are while you're watching this. It's very strange. I when, when watching it, I had my laptop open. And I was like, right, I need to know who this is. And I just Googled names on who was on the card just to match their face to who was on the card. Okay. So, again, if you were watching AAA for the first time, and, you know, we'll get to it later. We knew Johnny Mundo, um, Pagano, um, uh, El Messias, who was Judas Messias in TNA. So I knew ah, him as well. I was going to check if yeah. that was the same guy. I think um, it is. But after this near two hours, <laughs> we are greeted with our ring announcer, who yeah. reminds me so much of the general out of Takeshi's castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then we are on to the main card. So the audio completely cut out for me. Oh, really? For about five minutes at this point. So I'm assuming this is straight from the Twitch broadcast and they didn't just like chop something out. No, it was definitely there on the Spanish broadcast. Did the audio completely go? No, no, no. It was all there. Oh, okay. All, all there. Right. So it's In just all its glory. Okay, good to know. So Atomico's to start with. How familiar are you with the Lucha terminologies, like Atomico's, for example? Right. Or very, no, none. But okay. I did research into this match because Go I on. thought there must be a reason behind it. And this is a, apparently a classic Lucha Libre concept. So the opening match we have on each team, one male wrestler, one female wrestler, a mini Estrella. Nice, so, nice pronunciation. And also an Exotica. Now, be very careful if you Google <laughs> Exotica AAA because you get a lot of very, very risque things. My first note on this whole match just says a first Exotico sighting of the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Traps everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, should we go through who's in it? We've got Hernandez, La Hidera, Mamba, and Mini Seiko Clown. I'm going to go with <laughs> Mini Seiko Clown uh, versus. Dynastia Estrella Divina. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, Mascara de Bronce and... Go on, you know you want to do the last one. 
Big Mummy. There you go. Now, the thing I noticed again in the entrance is I enjoyed uh, Big Hernandez wearing his Rudo Club top, and that's how I realised, right, they're the heel team. It's the NWO of yeah, AAA, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I, when um, Estrella Davina came out, coming out to I Will Survive by Dana Ross, Mascara de Bronze and Big Mummy came out after and out. Big Mummy, when she came out, I love the fact that she had a belt, so she, clearly she's a champion of something. <laughs> and um, and a fan gave her a flower on the way to the ring. Oh, that was lovely. lovely. I'd say the crowd interaction from this show has been really lovely. Regularly, guys will stop and take for selfies as they're going around ringside yeah. after entrance. I thought it's a bit unprofessional, but it must be nice for those people. Yeah. I like that uh, Hernandez just looks disinterested for the whole thing first thing he tries to attack big mummy with a big boot big mummy no sells it and then it just walks away <laughs> excellent um he just looks so disinterested um lots of dives to the outside and this set up a spot where everyone had been doing dives over the top rope um until big mummy Holy climbs shit. up to brett's rope <laughs> The Brett's rope, yeah. Brett's rope, and then dives <clears throat> onto everyone on the outside where the Spanish commentator just shouted out, Sensational! <laughs> Big Mummy! <laughs> and it's like... Hernandez kills Bronte off camera. <laughs> yeah, he really did. One of the yeah. that I had. <laughs> it's like, it absolutely destroyed him. They do cut to it back. There's a really weird shot of a man rubbing his leg at one point. Yeah. Someone comes in and just starts rubbing Bronte's leg. I think it's Bronte or yeah. Hernandez. I can't remember. Just gently rubbing his leg. Rings like, like, what is going on? This is so strange. Um, and, and the match ends when uh, La, La Hydra hits Big Mummy with a chair. And it's the heels for the win. Yeah. I seem to think there were no rules in this match. No referee wasn't really in control. Mm -hmm. No count outs, no disqualifications, evidently, in this classic Lucha Libre style match. Yeah, it seems like it. I, I think they're very relaxed with the rules in general when it comes to Atomicos, especially, and every other match. Apparently. I was going to say, I think they're very relaxed about everything in AAA. <laughs> this match, so now we're two hours into the show. Yeah. Our first match on our main card went six minutes, 42 seconds. Of course it did. Two hours in, just under a seven-minute opener match. How much do you love the Exoticos, by the way? It's, Does it just mean they seem the most professional in the ring and like said, they're in control looking after everyone? My note said, flamboyant, but smooth. Yeah, very smooth. <laughs> Technically yeah. sound, yeah. like really good. Big Mammy is... Um, she wouldn't get a contract anywhere else. She's not the most flexible of wrestlers I've ever seen. No. But she does some great stuff and has a bit of a feud with Hernandez going on, which is surreal. I can tell Hernandez is really keen when, when someone said to him, I've got this great idea for you, Big Sean. Here we're going to go and put you in a feud with, <laughs> wait for it. And I know it's a champion. Don't you worry. Got a belt. Probably not on the line. Big mummy. Do you think when he went down to Mexico from his TNA days, he's like, right, I'm going to be the superstar here. Yeah. I'll be the big dog in the small pond. <laughs> like they said that. No, I, I bet he wish he'd gone dog. to CMLL. Say again? I bet he wish he'd gone to CMLL. Yeah, I'm not sure he's classy enough to be in CMLL. I mean, I think the, as you said, the difference between the Mexican brands, my God. It's it's a world apart. It's It's kid-friendly, silly CMLL to blade jobs, horrific gimmicks, naked ladies, Triple <laughs> A. It is no wonder why you haven't seen NXT sign someone from Triple A, yet they do sign people from elsewhere in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, like Mystico and, and uh, La yeah. yeah, La Sombra. La Sombra, yeah. yeah. Um, so the next match Jesus. is certainly well-known in the wrestling world and is the most controversial moment, I'd say, on this card. 
Um, the match itself is the Reina de Reinas champion, the Queen of Queens. And we have Sexy Star, who is the champion coming in, against Rosemary, who comes from GFW at this point. And very much look like Daphne from the old WCW days. Very much like Daphne. Um, GFW, weird kind of stint in the world of wrestling. She Jeff is Jarrett. global force. Yeah. Well sold to Impact Wrestling. Make your money off that. Is that what happened in the end? Did Jarrett yeah, sell it to Impact? Or? Yeah, Jarrett went back into Impact Wrestling because they were going to be global force wrestling to start with when they switched back from TNA. And then they bought all the roster and properties etc from jeff jarrett and then they rebranded it as impact wrestling okay but what i don't know is dfw did like a big run of tv that never saw the light of day didn't they do baseball stadiums they did strange yeah Yeah. i think nick aldis was their champion to start with (laughs) right okay but um but anyway yeah so um against hold on we've got two more we've got ayoko hamada who is the daughter of the famous Hamada from Japanese pro wrestling. I noticed that she seemed to struggle a lot with the big steps down the entranceway. I think a lot of people struggle with the immense amount of steps it in the entranceway. It was ridiculous. They also got a Lady Shoni in this match, or Shani? Shoni? Uh, la- lady Shani. Shani, let's go with that. Who looks a little bit her attire, like Sub-Zero. Oh, yeah, I thought true. it was quite nice. Very true. Because when Six Star came out, she was kissing fans, high-fiving, and then said, as soon as it got started, I mean, the first thing that... that I noted other than the hair pulling was then Rosemary German suplexed her mm-hmm. and Six Star just rolled out the ring. Yeah. I was like, stop that. It was very around that time as well. Like she gets hit, uh, Sexy Star gets hit in the back with a steel chair. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. And she just drops to her knees, rolls out of the ring, walks away, no sells the shit out of it. And you're like, um, is she meant to be kind of Hulk Hogan <laughs> of this way? <Well>, yeah. <laughs> or is she just no selling everything they're doing? So when they're working Lady Shani, Mm-hmm. with the the bin they um sexy star gets back in and they just clout her with the <laughs> lid and she just knows it looks so angry picks it up doesn't um she's about to be put in a move she just picks up the lid and starts beating the tar yeah. out of people and again as you said you don't you don't go in for yourself as we'll get to the sexy star does well no, but you shouldn't <laughs> but the fact is by looks things she's been absolutely bullied they've gone into business from themselves on her yeah yeah it wasn't right no it was people having an argument in public while they're meant to be pretending to fight and this imagine a- you go see a play and they just start having a fucking argument halfway through yeah. and be like no you're meant to say that line no that was definitely my line and it's so unprofessional and this was another match where again there was just lots of there were times where all three of the four women were just stood in the ring looking at each other saying what's next yeah and again, I don't know if that's because the personal beef had become too much. So they'd lost track of where they're supposed to be in the match. But So, I mean, halfway through this, Hamada and Rosemary start doing submissions to Shani. And she taps. <laughs> and I'm instantly like, oh, is yeah. that it? <laughs> and like, no, apparently not. We're just going to carry on. I'm like, that's very weird. And then there's chairs and rubbish bins and all sorts happening. The unprotected shots to the head are concerning i wasn't a fan no that there's a few of those during this night there's a couple of chair shots later in matches and stuff i'm just like why are you still doing this have you not got the memo the rest of the wrestling world's got so there must be a a lot of language barrier moments between rosemary and the other girls because there's bits where they're literally in there for three four minutes just staring or she's trying to set her up for something like she's on a chair and she's holding this bin lid up or she's in a bin and then you expect the spot to come and it never happens (laughs) just like 
she'll regularly just fall over in the bin as someone goes for a dropkick, completely missed. And oh, it's such a mess. And then Sexy Star is on the outside of the ring for, I, I think, legit 10 minutes at this point. And then she gets back in and it's, it's a shoot. There's literally a shoot fight going on between Amada and Sexy Star. They're yanking each other's hair. They're pissed off. And it's just horrible to watch. And then Sexy Star slaps an armbar on Rosemary, which is obviously a scheduled finish. And yes, does not let go. Just apparently, legitimately doesn't let go. Pulls her shoulder out the socket. Is there any chance this is a work? No. No? Not but, at all. Well, even if you saw the red marks all over Sexy Star, even from the beginning of that match, where they... Basically- I'm talking more about the finish. Like, obviously, there seems to be some nonsense going on during the match. But the whole thing of her slapping the armbar on Rosemary and it being a legit shoot where she injures her, and then the whole Twitterverse, just like Cody Rhodes, for example, tweeted, you know, she'd never be a welcome in my locker room. But that's the thing, though, because if you're going to try and do a... If it's supposed to be work, why would you take away your own livelihood? Because she didn't... Loads of people cancelled her bookings after that. Yeah, she got she lost her job from AAA. Yeah. She got fired for she this. She got fired from AAA, didn't get used in Lucha. All of her indie bookings were cancelled. So if it was a work, it was terribly planned. Okay, so legit armbar. Sexy star wins, fire thing. Um, it's really awkward when the ref finally drags her off Rosemary. Sexy star looks legitimately angry yeah. and pissed off and like someone that's just come out of a fight, which is it's not good. For your top face. No, not at all. And as you said, the there was clearly animosity there. It looked like a lot of shoot through most of this match. What made this even more bizarre at the end is when we had the old lady with the painted face who, carrying the belt, touching herself suggestively. <laughs> and obviously my Spanish friends on the commentary team did not help me much to explain what had happened and got the, got the belt to Sexy Star. Yeah. And at that stage, I was thinking, Rosemary's injured. Some old big lady with face paints touching her boobs. Undoubtedly some sort of legendary wrestler that we're shitting on, but yes, carry on. Who touches her boobs, suggestively. It's weird. It was, and Sexy Star's so happy to see her and is like, so yeah. like, oh, aren't I amazing? Aren't you amazing? Oh, look at this beautiful belt I've got. It's temporarily got this beautiful belt before I'm fired. Speaking of which, so she later gets disqualified this is sexy star gets disqualified and stripped of the belt due to being a total prick um allegedly she had to apologize to rosemary backstage in front of everyone and still lost her job that's how legitimate this seems to be because as i kind of mentioned earlier everyone was tweeting about this the day after i remember <laughs> this is great publicity for triple a and this i wouldn't watch this show if this hadn't happened probably you know, it's like I remember seeing Cody Rhodes and all the British guys saying, oh, this is disgraceful. They'd never be welcome in our locker rooms and this sort of thing. So this brings me to the question, and I think you're the person to answer it. If you're in a match, someone starts stiffing the hell out of you. What's the best way to respond? I'm quite lucky that it hasn't happened mm-hmm. to me. Um, I think the professional thing to do would be just, as best you can, carry on. Maybe if you get a clout, give a receipt obviously you shouldn't but you know if someone's going a bit strong or maybe a bit too fast maybe try and tell them to calm down i'm i'm lucky in my experience it has not happened to me and i luckily i don't know many of the boys who have i don't think anyone i think there's been creative disagreements in in some some promotions but i don't think there's been anything where animosities flowed over into the rings but yeah i don't think anyone would have 
gone into business for themselves. Luckily, everyone is very professional where I work. I think if anything happens that is stiff, it's just in the heat of the moment. It's not deliberate. Mm. And then I think all the guys realize, the guys and girls realize that it is going to happen. You are going to get the occasional knock, which isn't going to be deliberate, but use it to your advantage. Take it as part of the storyline. So not tear off your friendly opponent's arm. <laughs> no, I'd say no. And then hug the face paint big lady. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that really got me about all this is that Rosemary is the innocent party throughout this match. She's definitely not the one beating the shit out of a sexy star, but then gets her arm torn out at the end. Like that's, that's scum, really. Like if she'd have done it to Hamada or something like that, I would have been like, yeah, okay, she stiffed the fuck out of her. It's a receipt, whatever. It's a bit harsh, but we can get over it. It's Mexico. It's the Wild Wild West. I also wonder if, because this was a time where they'd had their little talent exchange of GFW, Mm -hmm. and that's when they were back on, um, GFW was on pop TV in the States, what was TNA. And again, I think Rosemary might have been added at the last minute because GFW came down with their team in the the Trios Rumble, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So imagine that. Oh, Rosemary... We really need someone to come down to Mexico. Oh, really? It's fine. It's a title match. I mean... It's it's the Mexican City Arena. It's gigantic. Yeah, it's huge. It's a great opportunity to work there. Yeah, okay. I'll come down. Oh, I can't... None of these ladies are really helping me with communication. Oh, my arms are ripped out of his socket. Yeah, I have no idea what's meant to be happening in this match. Oh, Is I've this... got to fly home <laughs> with Jeff Jarrett now. Oh, this has been the worst day ever. <laughs> so that... you got final thoughts on this? Because I'm really intrigued to what you think. This is the big controversial moment of this episode. I think going into business for yourself in the public arena was stupid definitely harmed her career and it was a bad advert for wrestling not just women's wrestling for wrestling in general yeah definitely if you've got beef sort it out backstage if you've got beef before the match try and work through it try and be professional and yeah don't get me wrong she was getting stiffed through most of that match all resisting against each other, not willing to work together, just being bastards and ruining the match and the whole of <laughs> this whole part well, of the event. That's the thing. It did ruin the match. Yeah. You're supposed to have your top female title showcased in a big arena. Not only was it a cluster partly due to the talent involved, but because everyone was too busy having legit beef. They couldn't be professional enough to get on just for timings nine minutes and 22 seconds <laughs> from bell to bell all right gadge yeah. <laughs> okay so um we then have the pre-show key to glory guys come out what the hell <laughs> my favorite was we are the champions by queen being played as all of them walked out it's like Classic. well you 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 took the pinfall <laughs> why are you a champion <laughs> so apparently so three young hopefuls I'm not sure who go on to get contracts or something or win a thing I'm not sure what's happening but then everyone gets a contract anyway for a school or something I have no idea what happens but they all end up hugging and seeing very happy do you have any comprehension of what happened here? no good luck to all of them in AAA NXT Mexico <laughs> sounds great so then get the World Tag Team Championship match uh, we've got Dark Kevo and Dark Soria, Scoria, I don't know, Scoria, who are the champions who probably have the least to do in this match. Yeah, the I've gimmicks ne- barely over. I have no idea what they were doing, really. No, they were literally there to give the belts. Yep, felt like it. First, Monster Clown and Murder Clown, who I absolutely adore this gimmick. Man, Monster Clown was great, but Murder Clown, what ring attire. <laughs> My God. I'm not sure which one's which, but I remember it being good. Monster Clown was in the big jumpsuit and, okay. d- and did the finish for the pin. Excellent. 
No, no, that's sorry. Murder Clown was one who did the finish. <laughs> I just don't know. Murder Clown that's and Monster so Clown. Too many clowns. This is this is Clown three and four on the main show. <laughs> Versus Aerostar and Drago, who are two of my favorite luchas at the moment, versus the returning DJ Z and Andrew Everett. The first thing I notice is the ref, ref has amazing pleather trousers. <laughs> and I think Jody Fleisch gets jealous. What about Aerostar and Drago's gear? Is it not the coolest ever? They are they, they are what I'd anticipate. This is Lucha Libre. Yeah. These are two freelancers that came in to yeah. AAA. These guys are touring. These guys are going to PWG. They've done Shakara's King of Trios. I think they've been to the UK relatively recently as well. And so these, I don't think, are regular AAA guys. I think Drago is in, or has done a bit again with Impact okay. recently. Lucha but, Underground as well, I think. Yeah, but Aerostar, really talented Ooh. Lucha. I think this is the point we can talk about the spot. The one of the very few talking points outside of the sexy star controversy. I don't know how I feel about it. I was a little bit uncomfortable with it. So Aero Star, <laughs> so goes to the top rope. The lights, the lighting rig gets dropped down. He climbs onto the lighting rig. The lighting rig goes up into the rafters, and he's like, "Nah, it's not high enough." Let's get it higher. The lighting rig goes up another 10 foot. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, uh, more, more, higher, higher, higher. Goes up another 10 foot. And by this point, I'm thinking, well, there's no way in hell he's ever going to dive off of it because he'll die. <laughs> there's no padding down below. That's just the ring and the people that are there. And he fucking does. Aerostar dives off the lighting rig into the ring. And I know I've skipped over a lot of the match here, but this moment is incredible. Um, the, the main thing I caught from this, other than the fact, it, that's Owen Hart height. Uh, it's, it's death height. It's, it's terrifying. It was awful. And fair play to Monster Clown. Who's the one guy that catches who caught him. him. Everyone else just <laughs> fell. Didn't go anywhere near him. So when Aerostar jumps off, <sighs> Monster Clown's just pretty much stood there. This guy, God knows how high he's up coming from the rafters of the lighting rig, catches Aerostar and takes the bump like an absolute champ. But my God. If there's ever a man you can rely on, we know it's Monster Clown. <laughs> because he caught a dude jumping, what, 60, 70 foot maybe? Yeah. Maybe more? Possibly more. It's, but It's hard to say. But he, he caught him where all the other, lack of a better term, Wimpy luchadors. <laughs> I'm talking to you, murder clown, as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it scared the life out of me. Did you notice that while Aerostar is being lifted into the rafters, so much going on. There is endless top rope spots. <laughs> yeah. I think I counted maybe 10, 15 different like top rope onto three people, onto one person. Both the clowns take a bump off the top. Like there's some legit action that they're not even bothering to film. And I think this is just a rib on Aerostar. Oh, he's up there, is he? Just keep working. Because <laughs> if we can't catch him, he can't come down. Who decides that, oh, we're going to put all the best bits while everyone else is just staring up at the ceiling? Just in it's, case they were botched. It's so strange. This lasts forever as well. It lasts much longer than you think it's going to. So we've got a run-in from Not The Usos. We've got a run-in from Purple Clown, whoever that is. We get another run-in from someone called Marty the Moth. Marty the Moth was a uh, tough enough competitor. Okay, interesting. And did stuff in Lucha Underground. Marty the Moth, uh, Martin, as he was known on Tough Enough, okay. um, got injured. Murder Clown flopping off the top rope. And Monster and Murder Clown win via way too many run-ins and a top rope flop thing. 
Yay! I mean, I like the um, a clown with the ability to do a top rope smash over two competitors yeah, to pick yeah. up the win. That's uh, that's dominating. That Definitely. Is. Yeah. I-, I love the clowns gimmick. I think they're really fun. Too many clowns. Mini psycho clown, murder clown, purple clown. Can you have too many clowns? <laughs> I suppose Doink Dink and that Survivor Series <laughs> team with many clowns. Exactly, yeah. And then... Um, who I'm assuming is the wife of the former owner of AAA or the, the owner that died recently. I don't know how to phrase it. Um, who has a lovely sparkly top. <laughs> Puts everyone over. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a video tribute to, as they say in uh, weddings, uh, lost friends but not forgotten. Again, getting over everything else but the actual storylines of the wrestling yeah. at this point. Very strange. And um, old Mexican kiss arrive. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what was this? Oh, one of the best parts of the show. What were you thinking? As four dudes dressed as Kiss, who were obviously beyond it at this point, might start wandering to the ring. My uh, my first thought was, I think my feed's changed. Oh, it was so weird. I, I these are my names for most of them because I can't be bothered to look half of them up. Okay, so we have Kiss come out. <laughs> <laughs> then we have some clowns. Then we have some luchadors. Some luchadors, I have no idea who or why. Then we have X Triple who I knew that. Okay, versus wait, some of those are lumberjacks. Um, versus Team Revelers, Incredibles, Incredibles, versus the commentators that have just explained that the lumberjacks versus the lumberjacks who have wank towels to hit competitors. <laughs> <laughs> versus some luchadors. Uh, commentators are literally explaining that they don't want to call someone the wrong name as they call everyone the wrong name. Against the Vipers, uh, there's a snake and Psychosis, who I know. <laughs> yeah, when I saw Psychosis, I'm like, I know you. Yeah, that's the guy we know. So that's hey, 40 cheering. wrestlers in. My first question was, why is he masked? Didn't he lose his mask in Mexico years ago? Why the hell is he wearing it now? But I guess no one cares about those rules. Cough, cough, main event, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the, um, the Guapos VIP, which is an amazing name. There's Peros de Mal versus the Mexican Powers, whoever the fuck they are, versus Lepaco and his mates. <laughs> Literally called as Lepaco L- e Amigo. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Versus uh, Leandas, who are the legends, basically Blue Demon Jr. and some other people, versus the GFW team. Right, so are we going to go over who's actually in this match or should we just go over who I'm, isn't? I'm going to do it start to finish. So go Team Park it. was Arginis, Bengala and Lepaco. Team Relevos Increbs was Australian Suicide, Fabi Apache, and Pimpinella Escalata. Oh, wow. Uh, XAAA was Heavy Metal, Pirata Morgan, and Villano 4. <laughs> Not Villano 3, who we saw earlier. Okay. Uh, Los, Los Ogites <laughs> Ogds, was um, Averno, Cheeseman, and Superfly. Not Jimmy Snooker. Okay. <laughs> Los Hopefully Guapos. Not. <laughs> uh, Los Guapos. Watch your girlfriends. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, uh, yeah, yeah. Los Guapos, which was uh, uh, Decknis, Scorpion Jr., and Zumbido. Team GFW, who didn't come out together, and we'll get to when Jeff came out, but Jeff Jarrett, Lashley, and Moose. Oh, this is so bad. We got Los Vipers, which is Hysteria, uh, Maniaco, and Psychosis. Mexican Powers, which was Crazy Boy. Uh, Lanzalot. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite character, Nino Hamburgers. Jesus. 
um, Los Peros de Mal, who I noted down looked a lot like a public enemy with a Navi from Avatar. They do. <laughs> yeah. He came out. So that was a Halloween. The blue skin suit thing. Yep. So strange. So that was um, uh, Halloween, Joe Lyder, and Mr. Aguirre. And uh, Leyendas, which as you said earlier was Blue Demon Jr., El Cobrada. God, if you've got this far in the podcast, well played. (laughs) (laughs) And El Intercable. And then I noticed, I love a Trios rumble, question mark. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is is the clusterfuck of the whole match, of the whole event, sorry. And Um, the other note I've got in there, because I know you mentioned it earlier, so much sock whipping by the clowns. It's so weird. All the lumberjacks have got what I think are meant to be... Um, essentially like weighted socks I call them wank towels because they're just going like <laughs> flop, 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 flop there's even moments where people are on the outside of the ring getting hit by the lumberjacks they turn around like negotiate their way out <laughs> like through talking like, they talk their way out of like being hit by these lumberjacks rather than fighting their way out and like what is going on this is so strange Nino Hamburg's Hamburger sir, basically was a Fat Mojo Riley and I wrote He's clearly hyped. <laughs> <laughs> so you referenced it a second ago, but we get Bobo Lashley out. There's a long time while he's wrestling. And then there's a countdown. No one comes out. And then about 30 <laughs> seconds pass. And then Moose comes out. You're like, oh, there's Moose. Isn't he meant to be in a team with Bobby Lashley here? And then a couple of minutes go past. <laughs> As they're kind of wrestling casually in the ring. They don't seem to notice each other. Like the Bobby and Moose are just in the ring doing their thing. And Jeff Jarrett gets a full entrance <laughs> with music. With his TNA entrance theme. Yep. And tortillas. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Jeff Jarrett with tort- a bag of tortillas in his chunks and basically throwing tortillas out to people in the crowd as he walked slash pottered gently yeah. down the rather slippy steps. He's very interactive with the fans. He is. Interactive is a very good word to use. I wonder how sober he was. Well, this is the rumours slash stories that came out of this event on top of the sexy star decapitating Rosemary. <laughs> decapitating? Um, Did I miss something? Uh, no. <laughs> let, let, let's over-exaggerate things. It's a word, I would have paid to see that, mate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, I... Through what I've read, Mr. Jarrett was mildly inebriated when right. entering the ring. It comes across like that. It really Especially does. at the end, where he's arguing with a fan. Not only that, like this match finishes and they do all the stuff in the ring, which we'll get onto, but then they cut to the guys going to the back, and Jeff Jarrett is still in the entranceway, even though he's eliminated a couple of minutes after the, the bit we're talking about. And he must have been there for good 10 minutes at least just jawjacking with fans at ringside and it's like mm, a commitment but maybe that's too far mate and I mean in fairness his in-ring work was as you'd expect Jeff Jarrett to be for yep. the bits I saw classic Very Jeff, Jeff Jarrett yeah yeah but so I, I don't know if you caught this right there's a moment when Jarrett comes out and finally gets to the ring this happened it's cut away from within seconds but Moose and Bob, Bobby Lashley start fighting each other out of absolutely nowhere Okay, remember this is four or five minutes they've been in the ring next to each other. They didn't seem to give a shit earlier. And then they're never seen again. Yeah, they, they just, just disappear. Gone. Absolutely gone. It's so strange. Um, Jarrett continues to strut and kick everyone in the dick. <laughs> which is, <laughs> it, I'm not joking. No, that he was, kicks everyone it, in the dick. <laughs> well, maybe again, he's just been like, 
luchas, different heights. I'll just set one level. <laughs> just, just power through it. Just keep going. Equal dick kicks for everyone. It's so weird. Um, there's another classic moment where La Parker DDTs Jeff Jarrett and pins him and La Parker's music starts playing even though it's an elimination match. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't stop playing. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. There's not much I even want to say about that. We'll just carry on. This reminds me of a very poor version of the WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle royal. Uh, I think that's doing an injustice to the gimmick battle no, royal at gimmick, WrestleMania, the, to be honest. The gimmick battle <laughs> royal was so fantastic, shit. but the, the amount of people in this yeah. who didn't have a clue what was going on and the work was awful, even retired wrestlers with bad characters, one man gang was better than 95% of the competitors in this yeah. match. Because there are moments of... They jump off a top rope. They do a suplex or a DDT variation or something. And it's, that's interesting. With no context behind it in any way, shape or form. Especially with the commentators not knowing what anything's going on from my perspective. It's, it's very confusing. I liken uh, a lot of rumbles, just the terminology, kick, punch, struggle in the corner. Yeah, that would be fine. And that is what summed up this match. Except yeah. in Lucha style, it was flip, kick, struggle in the corner. <laughs> do a botch. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Hunt for Moose and Lashley. Yeah. Some people get pinned and the Lumberjacks disappear. Don't know if you noticed this, but halfway through the match, the Lumberjacks just aren't there anymore. It's gone. Yep. Very strange. Hunting for Lashley and, <laughs> and Moose and as well. Maybe they are. Maybe they got sent on the hunt for the Americans <laughs> that turned up. A uh, fluorescent guy, who I have no idea who he is, shoves his mate off the top. Do you notice this? Like There was yep. a, a, there was a betrayal of some in the, sort. the fluorescent ranks. Yeah. Do you have any idea who they were? Uh, Los Conquistador 1. <laughs> <laughs> Los Conquistadors. Uh, no is my answer. Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, then that guy immediately comes back in, low blows the guy that knocked him off the top, and pins him. Yeah. He eliminates his teammate. <laughs> what? <laughs> but then the ref discredits the count, uh, which is, uh, do you remember um, the Outlaws did it? Yeah. So the outlaw rule is how it's referred to in WWE that you can't pin your own teammate in a multi-team tag team match, yep. which is nonsense. You should definitely be able to do that. <laughs> um, La Parker rolls a guy up. One, two, three. Obviously, La Parker wins. The moment he came out, you're like, well, that's the guy who's winning it because this is how Mexico works. It's the right booking choice. You big big storyline progression available for La Parker. Yeah. He's, he's La, pa- <laughs> La Parker's got a big future in this business. <laughs> Can you hear the like disdain in my voice <laughs> getting into the lack of booking and storytelling here? It was so we're like four hours into the card now, and I can quite honestly say, outside of Aerostar jumping off a lighting rig that made me feel uncomfortable, I have been amused. The Viking guy did a cool inverted four fifty as well. Oh, that's the other point. Lots of swords. <laughs> On this show as well. Quite a lot Lots of swords. Of swords. <laughs> yeah. So, La Parker, Bengola, and Arginus, whatever, win via roll-up. Uh, <laughs> win via lucha roll-up. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> then Latin Lover comes out, who is a legendary luchador guy. And uh, Jarrett is still at ringside arguing with fans. And La Parker gets a belt. Well deserved. <laughs> totally. Was it Big Mummy's belt? <laughs> I did. Might have been Yuji Nagata's, mate. <laughs> or Power Uti's. Ah, uh, great Power Uti. I, I got to this stage and part of me was a bit like, I really wish we hadn't done Triple Mania. This took me three days to get through. Yeah, I, t- I t- had t- to stop and smoke a lot of drugs <laughs> drink a lot of alcohol just to get through to the day. I'm joking, obviously. But I had, I had a bag day. of Maltesers and a bag of beef jerky. Like, this will make me feel better from watching this. My eyes. 
with respect to what happened next, it didn't get much better. This is the worst match of the night. I've never seen a street fight slash hardcore match that has been so dull. Yeah. And it's a shame because, as I briefly mentioned earlier, El Messias, who's Judas Messias in TNA, was phenomenal. He was great. His character was really good. His feud with Abyss was really good. I think phenomenal might be an exaggeration. Well, no, because from a hardcore standpoint, it was a very... Because him and Abyss had some very... Because I love hardcore wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, from a non... It was good storytelling, and the character of Judas Messias was very good. The only problem then was work permit issues, as you okay, yeah. wince at my, <laughs> my yeah. Judas Messias opinion. But I'm trying not to just tell you you're wrong, but I think <laughs> the worst wrestler that's ever existed. Well, Messias, really? I think he's terrible. Oh, wow. I think the only reason he got over is um, <laughs> James Mitchell was very good at his job, and he drooled red liquid. I'm not going to call it spitting blood, because he didn't spit it. He just let it fall out of his mouth, which was <laughs> just sad. That's why I stopped watching TNA altogether. It's because of him. <laughs> so, phenomenal is not the word I would use. Yeah. But I'll let you go on it. So, in terms of the commentary for this match, I had to look up this was a street fight. Had no idea. <laughs> the first note I put was, is this TNA Macias? <laughs> Evidently it is. <laughs> put on a bit of weight. Not as jacked as he was. I wonder if that's the booking in AAA. <laughs> A feeling that I believe he has been a, a huge superstar for AAA for a long time, like one of their very top guys. This booking indicates to me that they're just putting him there because he's being the star, not because he has much to contribute. Did you not think they, from a limited knowledge of this promotion, that they were trying to get Pagano over as a bigger yes. deal? And, and that's why they put him over Messias. He seems more interesting as well. Yeah. But the crowd are brutal. This is the first time the crowd turn. Yeah. Like, they're two hours late, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but the crowd really start to turn on them. Um, and it, it's weird. Um, I, oh, this is all slow walk and brawl. Yeah. The mm. whole match is slowing. Very slow. My elaborate I want to emphasize the word slow here. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, two men trapezed around the place with the urgency <laughs> of a snail on holiday. <laughs> And by the time they came to a finish, if I'm completely <laughs> honest, I was half asleep. Yeah, this is the point I dozed off as well. I got to the end of this. I was like, oh, I need to go to bed. This is terrible. So we get a barbed wire moonsault, which well, I'm just like, why are you bothering at this point? <laughs> you say barbed wire. Yeah. I mean, it just looked like someone got into a garden and gone, oh, this looks all right. What's the stuff you clean your sink with that's metal that looks like... Like, like a, bri- um, um, a Brillo pad yeah. or something like that, yeah. Like a, like a st- little silver thing. Yeah, still, you know still wire, yeah. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like... You know, foley barbed wire bats and stuff. And for AAA, you'd expect them to come out with the uh, more uh, authentic barbed wire. I don't know what I expect from AAA nowadays. I expect them to fail is pretty much how this works. I can quite honestly say, and you know, we'll get on to the other matches shortly, but I probably won't be watching AAA anytime soon. Uh, and this has not sold it for me, that's for sure. So the doctor comes out after a bat to the knee. Yeah, what is him standing on the top right, which is executed pretty poorly, I would say. At this yeah, point. that was that was a bat to the, and also the doctors, they just look like yeah. <laughs> the, the guy in a white jacket. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like it's like oh, I'm going to be Doctor Frankenstein. And then a guy comes out and does a run in. Ray a scorpion. So you did get this. Okay, so the yeah. commentators I was listening to had no fucking clue who it was. I had to look this up. Macias does the whole Mick Foley thing to the back. He won't take the stretcher. He has to walk. Not surprising. You barely did anything, mate. Day three for me now. <laughs> coming into this. <laughs> so, do you want to move on to the three-way? Yeah. It's your favourite wrestler tax. Oh, my God. 
I mean, let me let me just get over my my disdain for Johnny Mundo. Okay, I, I didn't want to ask you until we we're on the podcast because you've mentioned this a few times. Why do you hate Johnny Mundo, Nitro, Johnny TNA, Johnny, Johnny WWE, Johnny Blaze, Johnny, Johnny Impact? <laughs> exactly. I just he can't tell a story, and he can't tell a story in the ring either. He's pretty fit though. He's chiselled. <laughs> oh, he's very good at parkour. He's a parkour enthusiast, as the commentators say. <laughs> it helps his wrestling. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I've never thought he's a good storyteller. He's he's a gymnast. He's not a wrestler. What about when he was with Miz in WWE? Miz made him. Yeah, Miz made John Morrison relevant. John Morrison had the eye of the office and the eye of the audience because he does a lot of impressive stuff in the ring. And the how Miz, he looks. Yeah. And the Miz made that tag team. Yeah. And... If it hadn't been for The Miz, I don't think John Morrison would have got his IC title runs. I think he would have been another money-in-the-bank ladder match guy. He would basically been Shelton Benjamin, but not as good. Yeah. Do you so, know my biggest hatred for his character from years is his finish? Starship Pain. Good God. Uh, RVD's B moveset. Yeah, yeah. very much so. <laughs> And for someone look who's how so, good you are and talented. Well, exactly. He's so innovative yeah. and he's so good at parkour as a parkour enthusiast. There it is again. You'd think he could come up with something very, very good. And don't get me Did wrong. no one drag him aside and be like, that's weak. You need yeah. to do something more impressive. You know, just, just do a flip off the top or something, anything. Just do a stiff knee strike. That yeah. would be great, you know. He's got the ability and do do a spin. Do, do like the Robinson special that Osprey and um, yeah. Paul Robinson do, where you do the seven twenty spin into the kick. Like someone like that would be great for him. I just never understood why he never. But he can't do a promo. He can't hold a storyline. Um, and again, an unprofessional chap through the WrestleMania where he ended up having to team with Snooki and Trish Stratus. Oh, I barely remember that. So this was, I think, Snooki was in. And Trish was oh, in. Oh, I remember Snooki wrestling. <laughs> I don't remember the build-up or the match, really. Um, and I think there was beef because they felt Molina should be... It should be Molina and Morrison oh. and Snooki rather than Morrison and Trish and Snooki. And I think... They don't understand promotion, obviously. Well, more importantly, John Morrison apparently was kicking off about it. And hmm. it's a case of, well, Trish is better than Molina. Molina was very good. What an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> time she fell off was the best yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant <laughs> so we have uh, th- again this is not mentioned by the commentary team at any point on the English commentary but this is a three way tables ladders and chairs match did you know it was tables ladders and chairs only through looking it up okay good to know for the AAA Mega the AAA Latin American and AAA World Cruiserweight Championships my first question I wonder whether you know this is the AAA Mega Championship is that their main belt I don't know. It must be, because no other time was there a world champion or anything mentioned. I think the Mega Belt is their equivalent. Does Brock Lesnar have it? <laughs> <laughs> Just not on the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, who's the Mexican equivalent of Brock Lesnar? And the other question is the Cruiserweight Blue Belt. Blue Demon or someone, I don't know. Go the on. Cruiserweight Belt? Yes. What's their Cruiserweight limit? Because <laughs> how big is John Morrison? <laughs> well, exactly. And, and to be fair, even um, even Texa- Texano Jr. The cowboy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's a big lad. He does not come across as a cruiserweight. He's a Roydy Magoo is what he is. <laughs> nah, he's, not, he's, not, he's not that bad. He's not Roydy Magoo status, but he's, he's a big lad. And I mean, he's a cowboy. Wonderful ring attire yeah. is what I've got written down. God damn. And again, in fairness, 
Um, and obviously, the other person in this match is um, El Hijo uh, del Fantasma. Yeah. Who, who's obviously a son of the infamous Fantasma. Probably. And I like Fantasma. Yeah. I think of the three in the match, he is my favorite of the three. Why wasn't the son wearing the purple mask? All I, white tonight. Because he started wearing, he's wearing purple elsewhere. But I don't know why he's wearing white, as you said. Maybe it's because it's a special show and he's changing up a bit. But like, if you've got eyes on the, the, the show that wouldn't usually be on the show, like ours, for example, why not try and get your gimmick over a bit? Or maybe he was so embarrassed by being part of the show, he thought, maybe they won't know that it's me if I don't wear the purple. <laughs> maybe. But speaking of which, uh, the first thing I noticed, uh, where are these belts? Because they're not hanging, because they've got the thing down and there's nothing. And out comes Phantasma, the original Phantasma Senior, who does a special presentation for all three belts. Uh, and this is where they mention uh, that Johnny Mundo is a parkour enthusiast and try and get that over, which never was going to work. Um, <laughs> the, the ladders being hit by the chair into Johnny Mundo's crotch. <laughs> I had a good laugh at this. <laughs> Favorite part of the entire show for me. <laughs> <laughs> the spot goes on forever and they're just abusing his penis. <laughs> yeah, earlier we were like, oh, it's, it's really bad that Sexy Star went into business for herself. I'm He's like, stiff him, kick him in the balls, get it. <laughs> it's like gallows, kick him in the balls. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So there's a great moment here where there's a suicide dive to the no-sell of the table. The t- table does not sell this dive <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Doesn't want to break at all. But then uh, the next one collapses underneath them. Immediately is about to go for it. And you're like, oh, you feel so sorry for them. If they're going to go for all these table spots, the first one won't break. The second one collapses before they have a chance to do it. You're like, this is not going right. They did not do well with, with the hardware in this match at all. It's a bit of a mess, to be totally honest. But be- as I said, easily the, I'd probably say, best match on the card. Uh... Wait, you're going to say Pagano Messias was? <laughs> Definitely not. I'm struggling to call anything best, <laughs> to of be totally a, honest. Of a bad bunch. I Honestly, I prefer to see a bunch of luchas just flipping than a story that doesn't make sense or people are blading. Because like, this is the next bit that happens is both these guys blade like severely. I think at one point the ref is blading one of them in the ring. And yet right in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the idea of someone else blading for you as well. Like that's how you get New Jack stabby status. You know, yeah. I don't like that at all. I think in my mind they're like, you need to blade. I don't know how. I don't know how. Dara kid, I'll see you through. Just make sure you're not on the hard cam. Yeah, cameraman, go away. <laughs> <laughs> directly in front of the camera at this point. That that again from professional wrestlers. Be aware of your surroundings. Huge back body drop from the top of the ladder onto the ladder that's set up across from the turnbuckle. Um, and then, again, much like the last couple of things, we get Kevin Cross running, a Bronce running, who is the guy from the uh, Contender Series at the beginning. Uh, Hernandez is back out for some reason to do a running. And then Kevin Cross drop kicks into a Japanese table again. Japanese because it doesn't sell. Yep. <laughs> Texano, the cowboy, takes a bump off the ladder. Mundo Lowe's blows Phantasma Jr. off the top off, grabs one of the belts, and the music plays. Yeah. Like he's won already. Absolutely atrocious. <laughs> it's so good. Start to finish. He's celebrating to board in the USA <laughs> yeah. with one belt in his hand yeah. at the top of the ladder. Like he just ah. Oh. And eventually obviously he goes on to take the rest of the belts and then but like what an anticlimactic finish. Like, we'll take one big bump, low blow, take the belts, a million run-ins. And then it's to set it up purely for the after-match confrontation. Yeah, which is 
pointless. So horrific to watch. Because again, where's that going to go from a storyline? I mean, maybe there is a storyline there. I don't know. But it's there's a whole segment as well before this happens. Like the two guy, two other guys, Phantasma uh, Jr. and Texano. Or T- Tiano, I think they call him. I think that's the right pronunciation. Yeah. doesn't matter. Are in the ring selling. Well, Mundo calls out Vampiro in Spanish, which is great. Like, he, I know Spanish, yeah. which is why well, I realize he's getting booked now. Well done, Mundo. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So then Vamp comes out, puts the belt on him, and Mundo spits his gum at him, slaps him, and calls him a mark, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like yeah. that moment, which is, yeah, okay, great. I see where this is going. You've obviously got a kind of like the big boss against the young underdog heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obviously, that's how that works. Did you notice that? I thought Vampiro hoped he would get over a bit more than he did. Yeah. And it could be that he was out, he's was he been in the show like six times already. I think this, again, as you said, maybe this is a sign of Vampiro booking a show. Because maybe. Yeah. if, as we said earlier, if the Mega Championship is the top belt, Vampiro is on the main show of the year, confronting and getting the better of the young, flamboyant Johnny Mundo. It's not just Vampiro. It feels like everyone on the show is just there to get themselves over. Yeah, they're not there to tell a story or to get anyone else over or a belt over or anything like that. It's just all selfish. I want to be the star. And this, especially Vampiro, shouldn't be anywhere near this match. No, because I said there's no payoff. Yeah, I, I very much doubt through sort of the brief bits I watched afterwards that there is there was not a Vampiro Johnny Mundo confrontation. They did not have a confrontation in Lucha Underground. There is nothing. Nothing. So this and never uh, got a payoff. And the run-ins, pointless. Why? <sighs> Maybe There's in no a year's f- time they'll get a payoff. <laughs> well, I can't wait till we review Triple Mania 2018. Oh, fuck off. Are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> so after this nonsense, we get the bit we were just talking about. Phantasma and Tiano Texano just start headshotting each other with these chairs. Just unprotected, clean, just boom, every time. They both go down. The crowd could not give a shit. They had no interest in what's in the ring. They were chatting amongst themselves. They were taking selfies. They were more in more mm. um, interested in getting on camera than they were watching the, the action in the ring. Yeah, goddamn, there's some cringy shots of the audience as well. <sighs> so, we're into our main event here. Uh, do you know how to pronounce that? Uh, Lucha de Apuestas? <laughs> we have the mask versus mask match of Sico Clown against Dr. Wagner Jr., now, I am a Wagner Mark. Your love is like <laughs> bad medicine. <laughs> have you heard of either of these guys up until this point? Like, have you seen much of their work? Or? I'd, I'd heard of both. And again, Psycho Clown, I'd seen through the stuff on Front Runner when he was feuding with Pagano. Right. Um, and then they repeated that episode three weeks in a row. So I saw a lot of Psycho Clown versus Pagano and I did a lot of this. It's the same match as last week. <laughs> it <laughs> is the same match as last week. But other than that, that's all I knew. Uh, again, doing some research into it, 52-year-old veteran, very well respected, going against someone who they're clearly trying to push as their top, their new top mask guy, also another clown. Yeah. And also the setup for the new Hijo de Wagner, the son of Wagner Jr., coming through, now taking at, that spot. At I'm the hoping. moment, because obviously this is Dr. Wagner Jr., yeah. does this mean at this moment in time his son is Wagner Jr. Jr.? Yes. He's Junior Junior. Use, do you know what Hijo means? Hijo means son of. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so he's the son of Wagner Jr. Because they can't call him Wagner Jr. Jr. Which is a shame. Exactly. Sometimes the Lucha guys who uh, have 
become too old to continue wrestling and so retire, well, they have sons that adopt their gimmicks, will call themselves, say he would call himself Dr. Wagner Sr. And so then the kid can be Dr. Wagner Jr. Yeah. But then if there's another generation below that, they, tend, they usually refer to themselves as El Hijo del whatever, okay? This leads me on to my favorite Shakara gimmick of all time, which is Los Ice Creams, who are Ice Cream Jr., and El Hijo does ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're both ice cream oh, junior. Amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely great. So I think the opening package to this match was my favorite bit of this whole show. We get Wagner on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> In what seems to be some sort of resort. We get Psycho Clown flying a plane and then going on holiday as well. And you're like, what is going on? There's no attempt to get over the storyline here at all basically the storyline i interpreted from that is that wagner booked the last tickets to this resort and psycho clown was pissed <laughs> off and ended up going to butlins had to get himself there on the plane yeah. <laughs> oh, outstanding. literally get yourself over there's this amazing shot of psycho clown what well, looks like he's about to drop an elbow on the bed like a kid, but ends up doing like a Shawn Michaels playgirl pose instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. I absolutely love this. Again, they're filming the, the screen at the top of the rampway, but they did something that I thought was really, really interesting. They had two cameras filming the big screen showing this package, right? One showed the crowd with the screen in the background, and one was just closed up on the screen until occasionally he just wobbled to the left. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he is filming the screen. It's not a video feed. So it's like they tried to pretend it was a video feed without doing it. And like, you're broadcasting this to hundreds of people <laughs> in Mexico, probably thousands, probably hundreds I mean, of I, thousands. What do you think the buy rate is for AAA? Uh, I think anywhere else but America, it's nil. Yeah, like absolutely none. It's but broad. in Mexico, what do you think the buy rate would have been? I imagine it's quite high. We're looking at this show because it's Triple Mania. It's their equivalent of WrestleMania, yeah. the Super Bowl, the Cup Final, whatever it may be. It's their big show of the year. Um, I think there's got to be enough pro wrestling fans in Mexico, you'd assume, I don't know, obviously, that just because it's the show of the year, that they're going to go watch it. Yeah. But I wonder again, because... Like people here will kick off about mania because mm-hmm. now mania is essentially a marketing exercise rather than nine hours of yeah, yeah. rather than quality matches. Mm-hmm. Do you think with this triple mania, this is exactly the same? So it's more about the advertisers, the promotion, the pageantry rather than the quality of the storyline, the wrestling for the Mexican fans. <laughs> well, there wasn't much storyline. Well, so, no, probably. that's the thing, isn't it? I, I don't think it was a case of us just not being familiar with the product because I did look to see if I could find anything going into it. Yeah. But every match, um, there was nothing other than potentially the main event, which is just a classic, I want to be the one to unmask the legend. Yeah, and who's going to be the ace of the next yeah. however many months And it's a years. shame they didn't play up to the storyline of, I want to beat the legend. <laughs> I want to be the next one in line. There's very little of it. And you expect with an opening package, especially maybe it's just from being used to WWE's production, where you don't need to know anything coming in. If you see the opening package, you get the storyline. Yeah. I want to talk about Psycho Clown's outfit. <laughs> like, I want to talk about everyone's outfit. It was amazing. That is some proper ring gear. How many gimmicks can you get into one piece of ring gear? He's got the LOD spikes. He's got DJZ's helmet from earlier in the night, the big glowy yeah. helmet thing. It's also kind of all technoed out in, like, glowing lights. So, allegedly, Wagner interfered in last year's Triple Mania, which is why we have this match today. 
Yeah. I so love a long build. A year of well build. Well done. At AAA. least I looked that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you'd never know if you hadn't. No. Again, match quality, not great. It, it's not that. The one thing this match has going for it is it has a storyline of someone is going to lose their mask. Yeah, there's something and on so the line. At least the fans care. Like the Macias Pagano match before, the fans just didn't care at all. They were hating it towards the end of it. Um, so that's cool. I like the. Um, <laughs> I want to compare this to Hogan Rock <laughs> <laughs> because the crowd are completely split. Yeah, I mean, the reaction. It woke them up. I, in my mind, they could have done this three hours ago and everyone would have gone home happy. Yeah, definitely. Because the emotion going into sort of the, the, end, the end sequence as well, mm-hmm. that's the most I could consider a sequence in this entire six hours. That's a fair point. Yeah, it actually felt like it was coming to an end, thank God, towards that <laughs> end bit. I know Psycho Clown blades and gets his mask torn. Pretty sure Wagner had his mask torn but didn't blade. No, his mask was torn over his right eye. Yeah. Wagner starts and is the dominant guy. And then Psycho essentially no-sells stuff towards the end. Yeah. They hit moves and he pins him. Yeah. That is- and it's it's okay. It's not terrible. This is probably one of my more... I, I like this match better. I think I was relieved to see that it was one-on-one as well. I put a lot of time into the first half of when I watched this to be disappointed to then get to the final match. And as you said, at the ending with the, the run of moves and it's like, it's like, right, it's over. And I had a quick look and I was like, how much time is there still left? It's still an hour when this match started on my broadcast. I was like, oh my God. And this match yeah. only gone about 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't a long match. Have you got no. the time for it? Uh, I think I gave up taking time okay. as well at Good this job. stage. I think it was maybe about half an hour. It wasn't massively long. Yeah, it, it, there was just another twenty-five minutes of silence at the end of the broadcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great, people just going home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the main takeaway from this at the end was genuinely the emotion of the crowd and the emotion of his son before yeah. the unmasking, and the fact it's now been five and a bit hours, and that's the first bit of storytelling that makes you go, "I almost believe, and I probably do, that his son and his dad are having a special moment here." Because he's about to lose his mask. Yeah, very much so. And hand it down before he is lovingly known as, and I noted this down, Juan Manuel Gonzalez Baron. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the name I've got. <laughs> what name have you got? I have Juan Gonzalez Maron. Ah, see, maybe this is how I pronounced it, because I've got Juan Manuel Gonzalez Baron. Traditionally, with these mask versus mask matches, you, the, if the guy who gets on mask has to give their name, their hometown, and how long they've been wrestling for. Apparently, he's been wrestling for 42 years. So since he was 10 years old, which isn't un, unheard of with the Luchas, is it? Especially whereas he's the junior as well, like the yeah. son of the former Wagner, I'm assuming. I don't even know. I don't know if his dad had the Wagner gimmick. The commentators have a massive fuck up here. Wagner does his BN, 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 which is his gimmick. He always says good, good, good over and over. And the commentator eventually goes, good? Why would he say good? As the other commentator goes, that's always been his moniker. Just shut up. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh. that is essentially the end of the show. We get this weird exchange where Wagner is on the mic for ages, like putting himself and his kid and everything over, and then does the unmasking and starts to go to the back. And then Psycho grabs the mic, and Wagner turns around like he's going to kill him. He's like, how dare you cut a promo after I've just cut the promo of my lifetime. 
and it gets a bit awkward <laughs> at times towards the end of this. Disappointing there was no confetti. Yeah, that would have been nice. That you would have thought Lucha especially. Yeah. Like, there was a big show with a something at the end for this magical moment. Yeah, you know, Vampiro counting the pennies. <laughs> counting, the, counting the pesos. Maybe. So, um, with the card being all done, I have some things I want to mention. So, long random pauses. This show is full of them. There is hundreds of times, I may be exaggerating, but I don't think I am, where something will happen, a match will end, and there's just a really long pause before anything else happens, which is so unprofessional. The whole overall review, I will have a AAA. Unprofessional, no real creative direction, awful in-ring action. But it's so weird in that, it is incredibly creative. You see all these gimmicks and the lights and the, the weird matches and stuff, and it feels creative, but I know exactly what you mean. There's nothing yeah. creative happening. It's just the fact that... It's all show. There's no substance. Yeah. We've watched six hours of AAA, and the highlights, as you said earlier, are Aerostar jumping off a lighting rig. <laughs> Trying to kill himself. Many, many clowns. <laughs> many clowns. A 300-man Trios Lumberjack Rumble Elimination Cluster. Yeah. A cowboy blading directly down a camera lens. <laughs> and a bloke losing his mask and then leaving gracefully and a clown cutting a promo. I certainly wouldn't go back. And I don't think my enjoyment would have been any greater with English commentary because I think we're both the Trust same. me. On that note, constantly fucking about with their microphones loads of cable rattle the whole way through the show they're constantly doing this you know where they're constantly touching their microphones they can't leave them alone i'm pretty sure you're gonna be cutting that out mate <laughs> i won't leave that out because i need to demonstrate what happened okay it was so so annoying during the show constantly hearing this as they're touching their microphones okay don't touch the fucking microphone as you very well know <laughs> working with me okay they have no idea who anyone is okay apart from the very big stars they have no idea what the rules are Okay, apart from the very obvious ones. They have bad jokes the whole way through, like terrible jokes, like sexist, on the verge of racist, like really bad jokes, endless cliches, <laughs> like all the stuff you don't want commentators to say that Vince McMahon has a list of that he gives to his commentators is what they're saying. Like constantly, they're just doing the wrong things. Um, they constantly use wrestling terms like heat, and uh, Kevin Gill, who's uh, the guy that doesn't speak English in this, which I would accuse of being the worst guy on this commentary team, gives himself a shout-out before the main event starts. <laughs> what? I could not <laughs> believe it. Wagner and Psycho Clown are in the ring about to kick off, and he's going, oh, shout-out to all the Twitch followers, and shout-out to me. I'm Kevin Gill. Aren't I great? And you're just like, No. You're fucking terrible at your job. Oh, mate. Anyone would be better than this. I don't understand. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Did, could they not whip up Wikipedia, for example, and see the names of people and see the rules of the matches and such? Our <laughs> uh, Clown 5 looking quite scary. Like, like Kevin Gill on this podcast with Conan was talking about how they were given no notes. They had no idea what was happening. And like, how long did you know you were going to be doing this well, show for? This is a thing. And what I've always been told through commentary, I, again, because I'm associated with SCPW, I know the characters, I know the stories. Yeah. But Sorry. with the build-up to PCW, I'm not familiar with their product. So I looked at their on-demand. 
I looked at the wrestlers who were on their website, hadn't been updated. So luckily, cheers Wikipedia, because if yeah. not the Spirit Squad would still be the PCW Tag Team <laughs> Champions, and I believe they still are on the website. Yeah. Um, and you do your research. There must be AAA fans out there that could have done a better job than what these two guys yeah. did. Even with Vampiro. I know yeah. he was there a lot and wanted to get himself over, but if you'd had Vampiro on English commentary on Twitch, yes, he would have had to sacrifice going and choke slamming Johnny Mundo and, and get himself over. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Could have given him a shout out before the main event. <laughs> shout out to know. myself, Vampiro. Check me out on my Twitter feed. I was in WCW once. I wrestled the Kiss Monster. <laughs> Remember when I wrestled Sting? Other things I love about AAA that I've kind of skipped over in the car and just wanted to make a point of. Uh, the ring announcer shilling stuff. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah, yeah. It's for every match, apart from the last couple at the end, he's trying to sell programs and pictures or whatever it is. I thought it was hilarious. Proper carny lifestyle. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the copyrighted music. We've talked a bit about it. How, yeah. do they, how do they get away with it? I think they just hope that the record labels or the bands themselves do not put there because I will survive. I, I very much doubt the record company Definitely will be not. paying attention. Same as Chili Peppers. I mean, you've got Michael Jackson in there as well yeah. for La Parker. And, and, and Queen as well. Yeah. So, and obviously Bad Medicine for Wagner Jr. as well. I don't know how they get around it. But again, I don't think they care because I get the impression that no, it's a it's the Wild West in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just don't think they give a shit. Basically, no. It's kind of it's kind of endearing. There's one thing I would say about this is this feels like punk rock, the underground, the the alternative. You know, what yeah. rubbish music? The thing is, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's rubbish, and the vast majority of it is. I was going to say unwatchable, and it kind of is. It's it's yeah. not enjoyable watching a lot of it. No, but then there's moments where it's really fun and silly and there's great silly gimmicks and they're doing cool spots off the top and silly lucha submissions and such. But if I want silly, I'd watch Chikara. Or any other thing (laughs) (laughs) that's funny or entertaining. Yeah, I'm underwhelmed would be an understatement for this. I've enjoyed I enjoyed it for the 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 ludicrous nature of what happened on this show. Yeah. Um the sexy star stuff was uncomfortable to watch but it's just it shows a completely different world of wrestling yeah it was six hours of a spot fest and i am done with lucha libre for a while yeah i'm looking forward to our next venture and if i'm honest i'm looking forward to maybe a couple of days of not watching any wrestling after <laughs> after this um so if a show does that to you that's not a positive thing no not at all i can't honestly say to anyone who's listened to this if they're still listening to say go and watch triple mania it's great <laughs> i what i'd say is go and watch triple mania to see aerostar's uncomfortable jump off the lighting rig yeah i would tell them to skip to the spots that i enjoyed that's for sure yeah um, and I definitely watched the procession of flags at the beginning. That's amazing. Purely because it's just like all that bizarre. stuff, like the mascots and the sexy ladies and the flags and the sparkly dresses and stuff. That's the bits I enjoyed. I could have skipped all the wrestling quite happily. Yeah. The pageantry of the opening. Well, the well, I say the opening. The pageantry of the first introduction to El Presidente was, uh, <laughs> was, was the best part of the show. But... Yeah, carried down to the urn as he's stroking yeah. the flag. Like, oh, it's so. Oh, but weird. I like the fact they've now split him into two urns. Is that? I thought it was two people. I thought it was the same. They just oh. had their own separate urn. We'll have to learn and research <laughs> this. Ah, oh, Triple A next week as well. I, <laughs> I would be away next week. <laughs> so, speaking of which, have we decided what we're going to do next week? Yes, I believe we should look at the women of stardom's 
Five Star Grand Prix 2017. Day nine, the finals. Day nine, the finals. Okay, right. So we're doing Stardom. Stardom is an exclusively female Japanese wrestling promotion. Uh, a lot of it is homegrown talent, and also some of the uh, some Western wrestlers joining in as well. It's I haven't seen any Stardom. I've maybe seen one or two Stardom matches, which is as we said on an earlier um, an earlier podcast. How I first came to discover Tony Storm. Yeah. Um. But I would be interested to see it as a product, and I very much doubt we're going to find it with English commentary. Yeah, there's going to be none. So this will be a lot of us guessing what's going on, but it's Japan, it's the women, there's going to be some good wrestling, we can guarantee that. I just need some good wrestling after this week. Hopefully there's some mayhem as well, because I love a bit of weirdness. So we'll see what happens out of that. But I'm really looking forward to this. This stardom is not something I've ever watched. Uh, I know a lot of the girls that are there. I know a lot of the women that are there. I should say, I'm going to start that again. I've not watched any stardom ever before, but I know a lot of the women that have wrestled there. uh, So I'm intrigued to see who ends up being on this show as well, because I haven't looked at the card or anything, which I'm really excited about coming in completely blind to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show to watch. Real wrestling, um, hard hitting, hopefully, in some ways. Some actual technical wrestling, which we were certainly missing this week. Yeah, definitely. The stardom five-star Grand Prix 2017 the finals i think it's gonna be a good show to look at do you have time for a game of dodery active roster guess who i do have time for that well-named game but what i'm gonna do this week is i'm gonna get the faces of the active roster on my phone so i can actually play it as it is guess who (laughs) you are reading my mind that was gonna be my (laughs) next instruction so I am now logging on to the WWE website. I am now on the Superstars page. And I'm greeted with a picture of our Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar. I've forgotten what he looked like. And I can tell you, angry. He's very angry. Feel free to play along at home, by the way. <laughs> Shouting at your... Is it the official destination for WWE Superstars page? Uh, that is... why. Well, I've gone uh, www.com forward slash superstars. That would be the one. Yep. Okay. Have you got someone in mind? Um, I do, yes. Okay. I'll go first this time. Okay. Because <laughs> you went first last week, so it's only fair. So, let us start our 15 questions. Fire away. Are we still sticking with 15? Do we like the rules? Yeah, I think so. Okay. F- three guesses, yeah? Three guesses, yeah. Okay. 15. Are you male? No. Okay, so female. I'm, I'm going to assume your gender at this point because there's not many <laughs> mixed gender people in the WWE. <laughs> Um, are you a champion? No. Okay, are you blonde? Yes. Okay, are you the daughter of a famous wrestler? No. Hmm. Because that wouldn't have been too obvious. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I'm now scanning the roster. Okay, uh, how to put them into groups? Oh, this is difficult. Were you part of NXT consistently? Yes. You were at some point part of NXT, like regularly. Yes. Not just the valet. No. Okay. That was two questions, was it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was one question. No, it's one question. So you've had okay. five. Uh, I'm going to take a punt at Liv Morgan. No. Okay. Mandy Rose? No. Oh, down to one guess. Shit. Okay. Uh, so was part of NXT? Yes. Blonde? Yes. Female? Yes. Part of a famous family? No. Are you an active wrestler? Yes. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> How many questions? You've had seven, so you've got eight left. Okay, okay, not too bad. Shit. 
Have you been a women's or divas champion? No. Were you a former MMA superstar? No. Ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Are you on this page? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You've got five left. I shouldn't have had to ask that question, to be fair. I'm a dum-dum. Active wrestler, blonde, female, not part of a famous family. Has she put on an accent? No. So my guesses were Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose, weren't they? Yes. And it wasn't either of them. No. And it's definitely not Lana or Charlotte Flair. No. Because famous family and accent. You've got four left. <laughs> uh, not a current champion. No. It has to be Dana Brooke. That's right. Oh. <laughs> you have scored four points. Ooh, that took a while. All right, I got one. Okay. Are you male? Yes. Do you wrestle on Monday Night Raw? Yes. Are you a former heavyweight champion? No. How many questions is that? Is that three or two? I should have been keeping track. Let's go three. Okay. I don't know. Have you asked three or have you asked two? Let's have asked three. I don't want, I don't want to be contentious. Okay. Yeah, so I've not been a world champion. Have I held any championships? I believe so. I'm going to go with yes. Oh. It could be no, though. Oh, I'm going to have to check. <laughs> Sorry, I should watch WWE more, shouldn't I? Okay, I'm going to say no. He hasn't been a champion. Hasn't been a champion. Okay. We'll leave out three questions. We'll probably just cut that because I'm not sure. I'll give you three. Okay. okay. Did he previously wrestle in TNA? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Can't remember. Who else has he been in a tag team? You haven't asked it, and no, it's not been he's a tag not team. been a part of a tag team. Okay, so he's not been a world champion. He has held a championship. He's not been in a tag team. As in, like a recognised tag team. A recognised tag team. Yeah, I'm sure he's been in a tag team match. I think everyone on the roster has at some point, haven't they? Is he black? No, he is not. Do you have long hair? Yes. Are you Elias? Yeah, well played. <laughs> Good. First guess. It's only because it's only he just came up and I was like, oh, maybe it's Elias. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. I love Elias. <laughs> only seven questions. He's never held a championship. Uh, I don't think so. No. No, no he's not, has he? Any championships at all. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Got himself over. Strong. Strong. Stronger on the main roster than NXT. Yeah. But great ring music. Yeah. So you get... What's 15 minus seven? You do maths. Eight. Thank you. <laughs> 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 so you got eight so what did you have last week do you remember I didn't get it oh, at all yeah, so I you're an eight now so you're catching up strong yeah. though man. don't worry it's good it's good so that puts me on 23 <laughs> right I will think of a new game for next week okay I have a game in my back pocket that I'm quite excited to do I look next forward week to this. this will be fun I will say thank you very much for my Tax Williams t-shirt no no problem at all I'm very much I will rep it in everything from now on <laughs> it's an excellent t-shirt it will also be available this weekend at uh, Southeast Professional Wrestling's Kings of Summer Rumble to be held at the Hawkins Community Centre in Kent I'm gutted I can't go to I have to work but um, tickets uh, still a few left at scpw.co.uk forward slash tickets uh, main I evented by Meathead versus The Saints the cornerstone of British wrestling we've also got cold-blooded Daniel Conroy taking on Jack Voltage we've got the Kings of Summer Rumble as well and our first uh, women's division match in SCPW got Livy Grace against Nadia Sapphire it's going to be a cracking card 
I'm really excited for it. I would definitely have to catch it out wherever I can catch it out. Probably be YouTube. But if you can go live, I definitely encourage you to do it. I really, really enjoyed the last SCPW show I went to. And uh, I know it'll be cracking. So if you're in the South at any point this weekend, come along. Have fun. Yeah. Eddie Ryan's going to be there. JD Knight's going to be there. Um, and you never know. There is always a chance that old Tex Williams might be able to tick something off his bucket list and enter the Rumble. <laughs> See how long I can go. Fingers winner crossed. winner gets a title match so I can finally have my meet, head rematch excellent get myself that belt <laughs> <laughs> Owen Thurry gets you a title shot right yeah. thank you very much everyone for joining us this week uh, we've had I'd say fun reviewing Triple Mania you can find our previous podcast if you haven't listened so far on our website www.worldofwrestlingpodcast.com we're on various podcast platforms such as Acast, Stitcher, Player FM we're obviously on our SoundCloud platform and hoping to be on the iTunes by the end finally of the finally got that Stitcher just waiting for iTunes to come in now so hopefully by the end of the week we should have that so if you're on those platforms please subscribe give us a like give us a review we haven't had any reviews or like ratings yet because obviously we're still getting started so be the first be <laughs> number out. one yeah I tell you what Here's what we'll do. The first person to leave us a five-star review, if they like it, send a screen grab of it, if you are number one, and I will send you some signed wrestling merch that I have available to give you. So maybe some prints of a signed Paul London picture, signed Aussie Open picture. I've got some Hulk Hogan Hollywood for life sunglasses. So if you (laughs) are the first person to leave us a five-star rating, send us a screen grab, and then we will sort you out if you are number one. If you send us that screen grab via either Twitter is probably the best platform to Twitter. do it. Yeah. So yours is at the tax Williams. Yes. Mine's at rich be thy name. So uh, tweet us uh, a screen capture of you leaving that review uh, to either of us and we'll make sure if you're the first to do it we'll sort you out with some goodies yep you can also follow us on instagram as well which is yours is the same uh the tax williams. williams mine's rich be thy name uh it's good for all updates and stuff we also have a facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash world of wrestling podcast um that seems to be quite popular yep it's doing all right didn't realize facebook was still a thing but <laughs> apparently it is there so we the, go the snapstagram is probably not as popular <laughs> <laughs> so check out the old man podcast next week more <laughs> strong hard boys uh, strong hard boys <laughs> right, take it easy words. bye oh, good it's so hard to not be massively negative yeah i show you fucking hate it. <laughs>